You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 173. Well, hey there, impact driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. And I have something really important to talk to you about today, something that is going to have a big impact on your career. And you may not even like hearing it. About half of you aren't going to like hearing it, but you've got to hear it. And once you hear it, you can't unhear it. And once you know it, you can't unknow it. And once you understand it, I really hope you are called to action to change it. Because this one change can help you elevate your role in an organization and see much faster results with your leadership capability and with your growth as a PMO leader than pretty much anything else I can tell you. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by the Impact Engine PMO Implementation Program. This is the only program of its kind that takes you step by step by step on exactly what to do, in what order, why it matters, how to do it, and then gives you all of the resources, guides, templates, and support that you need to build a PMO, elevate a PMO, or get your PMO back on track. Now, if you are building a PMO for the first time, don't you dare wait until you get inside and get to know the organization a little bit first because this program teaches you exactly what you should be doing in your first 90 days in the role. In fact, our students that join the program before their start date have found that it has gone a long way in preparing them for exactly what to do the day they walk onto the job. And many people have actually used it to help him get their next PMO role, which is so cool because then we get to hear about all the great successes and wins before they've actually started in the role, which is so awesome. And if you are an existing PMO leader, I want to ask you, do you have a lot of credibility in your organization? Do you know exactly how to build credibility and get your seat at the table? If not, we go step by step by step on the things you need to do in our program to get those kinds of results with your own leadership capability as well. And we have a whole coaching and mastermind group with your PMO peers from around the world that are getting huge wins very regularly. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. Our students have wins constantly and It truly warms my heart and brings me to tears on a regular basis. I'm such a sap, but I pour all of my heart and soul into my students. And I just love hearing their stories and their wins and their successes. You are why I do what I do, Impact Driver. And I love having so many PMO students from around the world that I get to support on a regular basis. You just got to be a part of it to understand. So if you want to be a part of our community of impact drivers that are making a huge impact with their PMO, getting and keeping their seat at the table, and who understand in their core what I'm going to teach you today in this episode, then you've got to join us. It's iepmo.com. Go there, sign up today. Let us help you elevate your PMO, even get it back on track, or hit the ground running right away the minute you walk in the door. Okay, let's dive in. Here's the secret 
that our students know coming into our program or learn very quickly once they're inside our program. You have got to stop asking permission. You have got to stop asking permission when it comes to your career, your goals, and the impact you can make in your organization. And if you're about to stop this because you're thinking, this doesn't apply to me, uh, yeah, it does. It applies to every single one of you listening. And I know it does because I spend so much time with thousands and thousands of PMO leaders around the world. And even those that think they aren't waiting for permission sometimes find that they really are. Here's what I mean by that. There are a lot of ways that you could be asking for permission and letting someone else decide your career trajectory. It could be specifically focused on your career, like your own capability development and leadership development, or it could be in your role as a PMO leader, you keep waiting for permission to act to solve problems. So we're going to look at both of those. And if you think you've got them both under control, when you listen to this episode, I want you to listen to it all the way through and then message me. Go to our website to this particular podcast and post a comment there about this episode. It's episode number 173. So you just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash 173. I want to hear your thoughts on this after you listen to the whole thing. If you think that you are not holding yourself back by asking permission in either of these places. So let's dive into these two places. One. This is what it looks like if you're waiting for permission on your career development. Do you sign up for training programs only if your company pays for them? Do you expect your company to pay for that training program? Do you expect your company to pay for coaching? Do you expect your company to give you leadership development opportunities? Do you wait for them to give you permission to build your career? Now I see this playing out sometimes with people that are a perfect fit for our impact engine PMO program, but say, oh, my company won't pay for it. You're darn right. Your company won't pay for it because one, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, why should they be investing in you? Two, they expect you to come to the table with all of these answers, solutions, and capabilities. That's what they hired you for. And three, many companies aren't paying for the really good stuff because it doesn't scale well. So the kinds of programs that really help you boost your career or your development are the programs that are specialized and specialized programs require attention and support and coaching and real development and molding of your capabilities. And that costs the company a lot of money. And so they say, you know what, we're not going to pay for that because you should already have those things. So why would we pay for something like that? And even if you can convince them to be careful about that because they might pay for it, but then they own whatever it is, whether it's like, for example, our students that come into our implementation program, if their company buys it, technically their company owns it when they leave, as opposed to having something they can take with them, no matter what organization they work in. So keep that in mind when you ask your company to pay for something. They own it, not you. And they really do want you to come to the table with these skills, 
and the leadership and all of these things. So waiting around for them to give you permission to build your skills isn't the smartest. Now, of course, if you have internal funding to spend, use it. I'm not saying you shouldn't. I'm just saying you need to stop limiting yourself and waiting for your business leaders, your stakeholders, your boss, your company to pay for your individual skill development. It's not their responsibility, really. I mean, do they own you or are you an individual person? And I know that might sound harsh, but come on, you've got to realize that what's holding you back on your development side is you. It's choices you make. It's choices you make to either invest in yourself or wait around for your company to decide to invest in you. Now, some companies will, like I said, if you've got training money you can spend and you can get things reimbursed, sure, have at it. And just be sure that you don't limit yourself waiting for permission to build your own career if they don't pay for it. And before you start saying, yeah, but you don't understand, I absolutely do. I was inside organizations as a PMO leader for a very long time, 15 years. And during several of those years, and during many of those years, I was a single mom. And I remember making the mistake of waiting for my company to pay for something that I thought I needed. And I realized they're only going to get me so far. It's going to be the investments I make myself in finding the right opportunities for success, finding the places I can get development, finding the coaching and the mentoring that I need, finding the programs that are going to help me boost my skills and capabilities. And when I took ownership of my own success and showed up, whether it be to PMI chapter meetings or to conferences or leaning in on coaching support or whatever it was, when I took hold of my own career path and my success, my career accelerated quickly and I owned it. I did that. No one else did. And so if you're saying, but I don't have the money, I hear you loud and clear and I've been there, but just hear me out. Okay. So this is actually a pretty funny story. My son made a mistake because he's a teenager, but it was a pretty big mistake and he knew better. And so he was grounded. And when I was a child and I was grounded, I had to sort baseball cards for my dad into baseball sets because he owned a sports memorabilia store. And it was absolutely torture to have to sort all of these packages of baseball cards into complete sets. If you know anything about that, oh my gosh, excruciating unless you love looking at baseball cards. But still, I was a teenage girl, not so much fun. But I thought, you know, I like the idea of having to work off your punishment. So what I did was I set my son to task on reading a whole bunch of business books and a bunch of self-help books, financial books, leadership books. Now he's getting ready to turn 15 and oh my goodness, about to start driving. So, oh, That's a whole nother thing I'm not ready for, but there's no reason he couldn't start reading these books now to help him build leadership capability now and learn a little bit more about the things they don't really cover in school that might be super helpful to whatever career path he chooses. 
and just make him an even more valuable contributing member to society. So the first book I had him read, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And we don't just stop with the book. I make him actually do a presentation. Now, this kid never stops talking. I mean, always talking and making noise. And for somebody that likes some peace and quiet, it's definitely noticed. So I said, let's use these skills for good instead of evil and got him into doing prepared speeches. And I've been helping him hone his public speaking skills. So instead of doing a book report for those books or just simply saying, I read the book, I have him doing presentations that we record where he talks about the concepts he's learned in each of these books. I mean, this kid won fourth in the nation for a prepared speech the very first time he ever did it. So I know there's a skill there that we could hone and develop. And because he's such a talker, I know communication is going to be some foundational component of his success, whatever he chooses to do in life. So I figured let's develop that skill in addition to having him pay off some of what he owes us from getting in a little bit of trouble. So after the seven habits of highly effective people, I had him do a couple of leadership development books, a couple of personal finance books, and the one he did most recently, as he was sharing the presentation on what he learned, it really struck a chord with me. You see, the book was called Automatic Millionaire by David Bach. And I had read it many years ago, but it was so funny what he took away from it and what he said to me. He said, you know, mom, this book was the easiest read of all, and it was pretty much common sense. He said, if you invest in yourself and you don't have to invest a ton to see huge results. Now, David Bach is very well known for what he calls the latte factor. The latte factor is this concept where if you just took the money you spent on a latte every day and instead invested that money over time because of the magic of compounding, that money invested well would turn into a heck of a lot more money later. But you have to be patient and you have to invest consistently to get there. Think about it. $5 a day, and I don't know what kind of coffee you're drinking, but a lot of those drinks I see at Starbucks are a lot more than $5. But even at just $5 a day, you're at almost $2,000 in a year just by making your own coffee at home. And I know the coffee costs a little bit, but I mean, come on here. It doesn't cost $5 to $10 a cup. And it may not be the lattes a day. It might be something else for you. Are there places where you could find the money if it's important to you? Are there places that you could change things a little bit so that you could create a nest egg of funding for a leadership development program or for some additional coaching support or for some training or whatever you need to be successful? I wonder if you could find your latte factor somewhere in your budget. I wonder if you could find it by changing how you look at your finances. There's another fantastic author, Mike Michalowicz, that has written several books and his ghostwriter is literally my hero. I love this woman. And 
One of his books is called Profit First. Now it's designed for business owners, entrepreneurs, but there's a message in his book that I think really resonates here and in this context and for you. And that is instead of your budget for, in this case, your business, but for you personally, looking at here's how much money I take in. Now let me pay all of my expenses and then whatever's left becomes my profit. He flips that upside down. He says, first, figure out how much revenue you're making, then take your profit and whatever's left is all you have left to pay your expenses. So you better get smart about what expenses you're paying and how you're paying them. Interesting thought, right? So one thing to consider when you're looking at your budget is what is my income? And obviously you have to cover your taxes, but maybe you think to yourself, is there a dream project or training or coaching or support or just enough money to go to some PMI chapter dinners or whatever it is that you want? Is there a way that I can set that money aside first and pay myself first, invest in myself first, and then what I have left is all I have to spend on expenses? If you look at things that way and maybe even consider your latte factor, could you find ways to cut some of your expenses to make room for investing in yourself and in your future? Because what's likely to happen is if you make that investment in yourself, your career is going to grow and with it, most likely your income. And so you will get a return for that investment. You're going to get a return for the investment because you're going to see your career grow because you're investing in your skills and capability development. I've had clients talk to me and say, listen, My people have some real blind spots in their ability and they want to grow. They want to be a VP or a director or get that promotion, but they're not really investing in their own leadership development. They're not investing in their capability development. And therefore I'm not going to promote them, which means those people, those staff are stuck. And if they're not willing to, one, open their eyes to the fact that they have some growth opportunities and two, invest in solving them, they're going to stay stuck. So I can tell you from firsthand experiences, what I'm talking about here is real and it could be holding you back. So look for creative ways that you can invest your precious time, which frankly is even more valuable than your income. You are an incredibly valuable person that have probably a lot of people that need you at work, at home, your friends. And so you have to be thoughtful about how you invest that precious time and make sure that you continue to invest in your development so that your time becomes even more valuable, more precious, and more important to your organization. So that's one. One area where I think that many PMO leaders are asking for permission instead of taking their own leadership development and career by the horns and deciding the future they want for themselves and then investing in creating that future. So the message here needs to be clear for you. 
you must stop asking for permission to grow in your career. Find ways to make it work. Find ways. If you're a PMO leader and working right now in particular, you're probably making a pretty decent salary. This is not an entry-level job. You can probably find ways if you are creative and you want it bad enough. And I can tell you personally that I invest tens of thousands of dollars every year in my own leadership development, in my skills development, in my business development, in my professional speaking development, so that I can create better and better programs for people, get better and clear messages and coach and develop people all around the world because it's important to me to be able to develop you. I believe in you. I think you're important and I invest very heavily in being able to support you myself. So what are you going to do to invest in yourself and stop waiting for permission to own your career? Now, next week, I am going to go over the other way that I see people asking for permission that's holding them back from elevating their PMO in their organization. This week, it's all about your own leadership and capability development and owning it. And next week, we're going to look at what happens inside organizations as you're engaging with your business leaders and your stakeholders and some of the places you might be asking for permission there that's standing in your way of success. And if you want our help building your leadership capability, specifically in the PMO and operations and business leadership space, then you belong with us inside the Impact Engine PMO program. The implementation program is your roadmap to PMO success and the leadership coaching program that you can also join is where we will be boosting your leadership capability in your organization and getting you the credibility and that seat at the table much faster than you think. Just go to iepmo.com and let us support you on your high impact leadership journey. That's it for this episode. Please make sure you hit subscribe and download these episodes so that they are with you on your phone, no matter where your high impact journey takes you, even when you have that spotty Wi-Fi. Can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Bye-bye for now. 